Welcome everybody to our weekly Torah podcast. This podcast is dedicated in memory of Mr. Harold Pasternak, Herschel Ben David. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Tetzaveh. The continuation, actually there are five different Parshias in a row that discuss the construction of the Mishkan in the, in the desert. Parshas Chuma last week, Tetzaveh, next week Kisisa, then Vayakal and Pekude. It's pretty fascinating despite the fact that the Mishkan was only for a limited amount of time. The Mishkan, the portable Mishkan in the desert was only for 40 years. And after they came into Eretz Yisrael, they did have a Mishkan, it's true, and it was a little bit more of a permanent structure, although there, there were a few of them, and that was only until the building of the Beis Hamikdash. But in the overall picture throughout history, it was only for a short period of time. The Torah emphasizes it with over five parshios. That's because there's a lot to be learned from the construction of the Mishkan to be able to be applied to our own personal daily lives also. In this week's Parshish Tetzaveh, the Torah instructs Moshe about the different types of clothing, the garments that the Kohen and the Kohen Gadol would have to wear. The Kohen Gadol, first Kohen Gadol is Aaron, of course, Moshe's brother, would wear eight different vestments, eight different garments that were special, specially made. The Pussy tells us, as a matter of fact, they had to be made perfectly According to his measurement, it couldn't be longer, it couldn't be shorter. The purpose of his clothing, the Torah tells us, is it was lekavot lotifaris, that they're supposed to make these clothing for honor, for the honor and for the glory. It's interesting that the, the clothing themselves referred to as the big day kodesh, the holy clothing, the holy garments. It's because since they were used in the service of Hashem, something which is used for the service in a holy place, so to say, achieves holiness itself too. In the same manner that the Beis the place itself, where they, what was designated to the service of God was called a holy place, a holy building. So the clothing that was designated for the service was also considered holy. The Kohen God was not allowed to wear this clothing outside in his private everyday life. They were only worn when, when doing the service. Similarly, no other person besides the Kohen was allowed to wear the clothing. Again, that would have been a disgrace to the clothing because the clothing was designated for holiness, for holy purposes. You find a similar idea regarding the talus. It's interesting, although there are two pairs, two types of tzitzes, the, the talus katan that a person generally wears under the shirt, and the talus gadol that a person generally wears for prayers. The talus katan, a person is allowed to wear when entering into the washroom. That's part of his clothing. Tal's gadol, however, is not supposed to be. It's supposed to be removed before taken before a person goes to the washroom. The reason for that is because since the talus gadol is designated as a garment of prayer, it achieves a certain holiness, and it would be disrespectful to bring it into the washroom. That's the same thing. The kohen gadol's clothing also achieved a certain element of holiness to it because it was used during the service of the Almighty of Hashem in the basic mikdash or in the mishkan. Again, the kohen gadol would wear eight different garments. Torah discusses these garments. There was the, the, the Choshen Mishpat, which was sort of like a breastplate that had the 12 different beautiful stones, gems on them, corresponding to the 12 different tribes. There was the Aphod, which was sort of like an apron type of a garment that was worn underneath the Choshen. There was a Me'il. Me'il was like a coat. It almost looked like, according to most authorities, a sleeveless poncho made out of dark blue wool and then the bottom of it had little pomegranates and bells that would tinkle when he entered into the Beis Megdash. We spoke about that last week. 
He also wore a kasones, which is like a long shirt, a checkered checkered shirt. And they also wore an avnate, which was sort of like a belt. The belt itself was wound around his waist 32 times. It was a very, very long belt. It's actually worn a little bit higher than his waist around elbow elbow height, length, or around the, on, the, on the height of the elbows. He wore it sits, which is like a gold plate across his forehead that had God's name inscribed on it, engraved. And the Mechna Saim wore the, these pants, breeches, that he wore also underneath the other garments. These are the eight garments. Again, the Torah tells us the purpose of these clothing is to lend honor and glory to the Kohen Gadol. People talk about the idea that clothing makes the man. In some level, there's, there's some truth to that. Perhaps rightfully or wrongfully, but people are affected, they're very much influenced by the clothing that a person wears. Certain types of clothing command respect. Other types of clothing, it's the opposite. They bring disgrace, actually. The, Torah, the Talmud tells us that a Torah scholar has to be very careful to wear clean clothing. It goes to the extent that a Talmud Chacham, a Torah scholar that wears clothing that's stained, is liable for very serious punishments because he brings disgrace to his position as an ambassador of Torah, as an ambassador of God, so to, so to, say, so to say, to this world. But wearing stained clothing in some element actually brings disgrace. People look less, look, 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 look frowned upon a little bit, look condescendingly, so to say, to the person that presents, that presents Torah. A person has to be careful to be able to wear the right type of clothing to command the proper type of respect. When seeing the coin, or the coin gadol, when he, do, when he does the service, if he'd be wearing clothing that would be sloppy or wouldn't fit him properly, or just in general, very, very simple clothing. It'd be difficult to respect, it'd be difficult to ever to look up to somebody like that. The same thing holds to people in any type of position of authority. People, again, rightfully or wrongfully, are influenced by what they see. The Torah tells us the Kohen, for example, that does a service in the base of Middash, couldn't have, have certain physical blemishes. Now, obviously, the physical blemishes do nothing to detract from his greatness. But the fact is, when people see certain blemishes, again, it, it, it's a little bit difficult for them to be able to, to be able to have the same respect for somebody that they see looks 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 handsome or looks 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 healthy, a picture of, of, of fitness. The same thing as far as the clothing is concerned. The Torah scholar, the rabbis tell us, has to be careful not to wear clothing that's too flashy, that's too that's too flowery, that's too that's too, too elegant. But he has to wear clothing also that can't be torn. That we have to be dignified clothing to lend dignity to the personage. All the more so the coin. The king, we find a similar idea by the king too. But the coin God also, because he's doing the service and everybody comes to watch him do the service, it's important that he, that he play the part, that he looks the part also for that matter. The clothing give honor and bring bring honor to the person himself, not just a matter of not just a matter of something which is covering over his body. In the same manner that clothing offers protection against the outside elements, heat and cold, person wears clothing to protect himself. Along the same lines, it also brings protection on an internal level. When a person dresses a certain way, it brings a certain he, he himself brings it brings a person to a certain type of behavior too. 
A person dressed in a certain type of clothing will not frequent the same places as somebody that does not have that same clothing. That's part of the, what's one of the reasons why the Jewish man wears a yarmulke and tzitzis. When wearing the yarmulke and tzitzis, it reminds them, I'm a Jew. And as such, people look to me like a Jew, and I'm a person that connects with God. And therefore, a person that wears a yarmulke will not frequent the same type of places that a person that does not have that same, does not have the same uniform. The uniform itself, on some level, actually protects the person, the inner person, the spiritual dimension of the person. Um, also, the, the clothing serves as a form of a uniform. Uniform people, when people see a certain uniform, they identify with the person. When a Jew wears his Jewish uniform, as it were, then also that's something that brings, it brings honor to the position and it brings respect to the position. People look to the person a little bit differently than somebody not wearing that. I say an interesting idea that, generally speaking, professional women tend to dress quite conservatively. The reason for that is because they know that if they dress somewhat provocatively, people won't take them seriously as far as their profession is concerned. They're more interested in the physical part of the, of the person than they will into the intellectual part or the personality. It's a, a person understands that people are influenced by the clothing that he or she wears, and we have to act accordingly too. That's one of the reasons for the purpose of the idea of wearing dressing modestly, but sneers. Modestly also, in some ways, that idea of modesty also, it's there to protect the inside. The person has something very valuable, it tends to be covered. Doesn't wear, doesn't, doesn't wear flashy types of jewelry, I'll keep it out on the outside because it could be stolen because it cheapens it to some extent. He wears it, he wears it, he keeps it when he when he puts it away, he keeps it in in, in, in a box or something. He doesn't wear it, just everything, not everything very flashy externally. Because he knows you know that the something that which is that which is protected gives a greater honor. It gives a greater it's more valuable to to some extent. The rabbis tell us also that the eight garments of the coin Gadol brought atonement to the Jewish people. Each of the garments atoned for a different sin. The Choshen Mishpat, the breastplate, atoned for the sins associated with judges, with the, with the with improper judgments. The Ephod, the apron, that atoned for the sin of idolatry. The Me'il, the coat, atoned for the sin of Lashon Hara. The Kasonas, the shirt, the shirt, it's almost like looked like a night shirt almost, atoned for the sin of murder. The belt atoned for the sin of Hirhu Hayalev, sins of the heart, improper and inappropriate thoughts. And the tzitz, the, the head plate, atoned for the sin of chutzpah. And the mechtasayim, the breeches, the pants, that atoned for the sin of, of immorality. Now the commentaries discuss what exactly is the significance of this atonement. If a person doesn't do tshuva for the sin, it seems highly unlikely that because the Kohen Golda wears certain garments that he should be atoned for the sin. How's that possible? On the other hand, if a person does tshuva for the sin, what does he need the clothing of the Kohen Golda for? Why is that important? The Shalom offers a beautiful interpretation. The rabbis tell us that kol Yisrael arevim zelazeh, all Jews are accountable for one another. When one Jew sins, in some ways, all the Jewish people are like a body, and the entire body is affected by that one person's sin. This is especially so, the rabbis tell us, if other people share some of the responsibility for the individual's sin. Perhaps, had they been a better role model, the person wouldn't have sinned. 
if person would have, let's say, for example, done been more meticulous and more careful in a way which brings glory to the mitzvahs, other people would want us, would aspire to fulfill the mitzvahs in the same way, and they wouldn't transgress. The fact that they transgress means to say that when they see other people performing mitzvahs, it's not being done in a proper manner. Perhaps it's being done perfunctorily, without thought, perhaps with begrudgingly, and the person therefore is not impressed by it at all. That's why he led, that's why he led to this sin. Furthermore, there's mitzvah tochacha. When I see somebody doing something wrong, I'm supposed to try to reach out and try to teach the person the right way to do something, to give words of reproof. Words of reproof which are given in a loving manner, in a manner which shows sincerity, in a manner which shows concern and care for another person, that brings a person to change also. If a person sins, that means other people perhaps did not show, did not try to show the person the proper way to behave, to conduct himself. And for that reason, everybody shares some of the accountability of the person's sin. That's arvus, that, that person, that idea that all Jews are responsible for one another. For that reason, when a, when a, Jew, is, when a Jew transgresses, not only is the individual himself punished, but the entire nation is punished to some extent also. And it's for that national accountability that the Kohen Gadol wears his clothing. The Kohen Gadol serves as ambassador, so to say, for the entire nation. He does the service in the temple and the Mikdash and the Mishkan for the entire community. And therefore, the clothing that he wears, those bring atonement to the communal responsibility of the individual sin. Of course, the person to be atoned has to do tshuva on his own in order to be able to be absolved of the sin. But the communal responsibility can be absolved by the garments of the Kohen Gadol, the garments of the high priest. Each of the garments, again, brings something very specific, a specific type of, a, of atonement. Some of the atones, some of the sins are obviously more severe than others. Idolatry, idolatry, immorality, and murder, those are considered three cardinal sins of Judaism. The three sins that a person has to be willing to sacrifice one's life rather than transgress. Again, those serious sins again create, to some extent, much greater a much greater negative impact on the nation at large, and therefore the Kohen Gadol's clothing that he wears, the aphod, the apron that he wears, atones for the sin of idolatry. The ksonis, the shirt that he wears, atones for the sin of murder. And again, this the the pants that he wears, that understandably atones for the sins of immorality. But it goes beyond that. Even the sins in one's heart, inappropriate thoughts, or the, or the, or the, the sin of, of chutzpah. The rabbis tell us in Perkyavos, as panam ligehenim, a person that shows chutzpah, a person that lacks basic shame, that lacks basic humility, that individual is destined for gehenim, is destined for terrible punishments after he leaves this world. Those, sins, those are not necessarily sins that are overt sins. Those might be sins that perhaps are in an attitude or in a person's mind. But you know, even over there, too, there's a communal responsibility and there's a necessity for atonement, not only for the individual himself, but for the entire community. Because again, if let's say somebody were to see somebody else performing mitzvahs with the proper joy and, the, and, and meaning and excitement, then they certainly would not, they would, it wouldn't be the same thing. The individual himself would certainly would, 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 would never not have transgressed in the first place. And for that reason, again, it's, it's necessary for the Kohen Gadol's clothing, the garments of the Kohen Gadol, to be able to bring atonement to the nation at large. These are the garments of the Kohen Gadol, the high priest. 
the regular Kohen also wore garments, special garments, four garments to be to be exact. Some of the same garments of the Kohen Gadol, other ones he was missing. The regular Kohen wear just the shirt, the pants, the belt, and a, and a hat too. The Kohen Gadol, I didn't mention this before, the Kohen Gadol also wore a mitznefes, a turban around his head also. But um, and the regular Kohen also wore a hat around his head too. That's the purpose of the Kohen, the regular Kohen's clothing, was also is not necessarily as atonement, but also it served for the purpose of bringing the covenant to forest, also a measure of, of dignity, a measure of glory and honor to those who wore it also. As mentioned before, even though the clothing itself may not have anything to do with us today, we don't have the base medish anymore. The coin godel is not of the same clothing that he wore in those days. There is no coin godel, as a matter of fact, anymore. But nevertheless, we see from the emphasis the Torah places on how the Kohen Gadol is supposed to dress, how the Kohanim are supposed to dress. That itself teaches us something very important in the way we're supposed to relate to clothing also. Clothing is not just something to be able to be at the height of fashion, to be able to show off. It's not something, obviously, to be provocative and to try to be able to draw, draw attention to our, to our bodies, to our physical bodies. Rather, quite to the contrary, the purpose of clothing is to lend an element of dignity and glory to those who wear it, all the more so to the nation, the nation of the Jewish people, whose purpose is to be able to be role models for the rest of society. The goal of wearing the proper type of clothing is to be able to enhance our image as role models for the rest of the world. Have a great week, everybody. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.